It's now time for the Rural News with Susan Murray. Kia ora, Susan. There's growing concern from farmers over the fresh water reforms. Good afternoon, Charlotte. Beef and Lamb New Zealand is joining the calls for the new government to hit pause on the National Management Statement for Freshwater Management. The policy provides local councils with updated direction on how they should manage fresh water. Councils have until the end of next year to notify changes to regional plans, and some already have plans out for consultation. Beef and Lamb Chief Executive Kate Atkins says they're concerned by the varied contents of draft plans coming out? Oh look, they're, they're many and varied but it's around them set, set back rules, input limits, some of the consenting regimes. Yeah, the, the, there's quite a lot and they're not consistent from council to council but some of the early plans that have been notified, the impacts on our particularly sheep and beef farmers look to be quite severe. Federated Farmers is also concerned with the rules which it says are impractical. It says if the incoming government wants to restore farmer confidence, then repealing the freshwater reforms should be at the top of the list. Kate Acklin says Beef and Lamb understands the importance of sustainable freshwater management, but it needs to be done correctly. So what we're calling for is the incoming government just to issue a pause on the regional planning process, review the national policy statement for freshwater management, um, and just give it slightly longer timeframes to allow that analysis and that consultation to happen. You know, we need a thorough review, we need consultation, and we need to develop really practical and workable rules that will benefit you know, the environment and our farmers. Kate Ackland says National has signalled it's open to having a discussion about the National Policy Statement for Freshwater Management and National's Agriculture Spokesperson Todd McClay expects the Freshwater Policy Statement will be something that will be looked at quickly once a government is formed. The European Commission has approved the use of the controversial weed killer glyphosate for another decade. Authorisation in the European Union countries was set to expire on December the 15th after a one-year extension was given last year. Farmers claimed without access to the chemical which kills a broad spectrum of weeds, food production would be affected. The union's countries failed to reach a majority to renew or reject glyphosate use, so the European Commission had to make a decision. In New Zealand, the Environmental Protection Authority is currently deciding if the reassessment of glyphosate use is needed. A good start to the pea season has come as a big relief to Hawke's Bay growers after a disastrously wet season last year. Bailey's produce grows a range of summer fruit, pip fruit, sweet corn, green beans, peas and squash. Managing Director Kevin Bailey says the business lost about 30% of their orchards when the Ngaruroro River burst its bank during Cyclone Gabriel. But he says they're hopeful the work to improve silted soil, now mixed with compost and planted in squash and other crops will help production. He says the pea crops are looking good. It's uh, tracking pretty well, really. Like last season, we just had so much rain, and you know we might as well have been growing rice. Really, rain every second day, and crops don't like they like heat. They don't like rain. Mr. Bailey says the season season should run till late January before transitioning to imported supplies in late February. Generally, it goes well. Peas are quite traditional. Older people like peas. Younger people are unaware of peas. So, yeah. But they sell. They do. And uh, a lot of people use them as a snack too. You know. That's Kevin Bailey from Bailey's Produce.
The FutureVay proposal where landowners could potentially gain cash credits for activities that promote Indigenous biodiversity remains up in the air. The former Labour government put forward the idea of a biodiversity credit system and the Ministry for the Environment received 275 submissions on the proposal. It's now working through them, but a decision on the credit system's not expected until the national-led coalition government is finally formed. State-owned farming enterprise Pamu, formerly Landcorp, likes the idea. Chief Executive Mark Leslie says there's value in protecting waterways and improving biodiversity, and it could be better recognised and incentivised. Like many farms, we are investing in protecting waterways, fencing, riparian planting, pest control, and that is enhancing that biodiversity. And so today, a chunk of that wouldn't be actually captured under any ETS scheme. So how do we acknowledge that? Because I'd love the opportunity to have some mechanism where for, for Palmer, but I think more broadly for farmers, is that, that effort that goes into restoring it gets recognised in a way and, a, and an element of a biodiversity credit or something becomes a critical part to doing that. Beef and Lamb and Deer Industry New Zealand also support the idea of a credit system. In a joint submission to the Ministry for the Environment, they say farmers want options to manage indigenous biodiversity and help ecosystems, but they want a well-informed and effective package of support that is developed with industry. And just lastly, over a 1,000 delegates from the seed industry around Asia-Pacific region are set to meet for the Asian Seed Congress in Christchurch this week. The seed trade is big business for New Zealand. Last year, we exported $221 million worth of seed to over 70 countries. New Zealand Grain and Seed Association President Charlotte Connolly says it's important the industry gets together face-to-face to chat about innovation, new varieties and, more importantly, to do business. Obviously now with changes in climate and things like that, the importance of having counter-season production becomes very important in terms of time to market for seed crops and new seed varieties, but also too just to spread that risk around um, climate events and things like that as well too. So it's just, I guess, for a lot of companies, they don't want to have all the eggs in one basket have their seed production in one region Um, and obviously you even have things like pests and disease and phytosanitary issues which you know with New Zealand we've got very good um, phytosanitary standards and you know our borders are very strong in terms of biosecurity so that's quite interesting for a lot of customers who want to produce seed here you know without some of those pests and disease issues to, to worry about as well. Charlotte Connolly says New Zealand has a prominent position in the market for vegetable seeds, especially carrots, radish and beet seed. So the international industry is always keen to see what's happening here. And that's the rural news for now. Kai Pai